Hello and welcome back to the Rheumatology.Physio podcast. It's been a bit of a while. I've had a few weeks off. Well, I say off. I've been running Therapy Live um, and um, haven't written any blogs or recorded any podcasts for this channel. However, we have exciting news, which I can't tell you about yet, but I will tell you very shortly. But let's just say I'm going to increase the number of podcasts that we do on here and they're going to be really, really cool. So... Um, we're doing a blog read today and this blog I finally got around to writing and it's called Being Specific with Rheumatology. And I did a course recently um, and there were some interesting questions about specificity in rheumatology and I thought I'd comment on this in a bit of detail. So the recurrent features are back with Legend of the Blog and music from Funeral for a Friend at the, um, at the end. I'm going to play about 15 seconds of that so I don't get into into any uh, copyright trouble Um, and yes I am going to double down on the heavy rock music so please do consider heading to the shop rheumatology.physio forward slash shop there's a couple of new um, items on there since I last did a podcast so um, there's a new ebook and printed book all about osteoarthritis so go ahead and check that out Do hit the subscribe button if you're turning up here from one of the links um, so you get notifications whenever I do release a new one of these. It saves you going onto the website and reading the blog so you can just listen to me, um, direct them straight into your ears. As usual, any feedback is greatly appreciated and I do always enjoy it when people do send me papers and blogs and all that kind of thing so I can continue to learn as much as possible. So please remember, this blog is not a replacement for clinical reasoning, and if you are unsure, get some advice. So legend of the blog this week is Yoohoo Lifestyle Coffee, and their coffee is amazing. Uh, It's great value, and I get it on subscription, so I don't need to remember to order it before I run out. Uh, Plus, they have some pretty cool mugs and a rewards program, so the more coffee you buy, the cheaper the coffee becomes. It's pretty epic. Um, And I'm not even getting anything for promoting it. That's how much I like their coffee. So on to today's blog, the introduction. Rheumatology as a specialism covers a hugely broad set of conditions within each of those, a hugely broad set of presentations. And of course, these occur in individuals who bring with them their own circumstances and quirks. For MSK therapists, these rheumatology conditions are masqueraders, conditions which look a lot like something much more common. These, in my opinion, are uh, red flag conditions while undiagnosed and need referring out of MSK to rheumatology departments. As such, I get requests for courses to upskill therapists to recognise, investigate and refer these patients, especially in light of the increased numbers of first contact practitioners. As MSK therapists, though, how accurate can we be? Maybe more interestingly, how accurate should we be? Complexity. Accuracy is important, and I think we should be as accurate as we can be at all times for the sake of people's understanding and journey. It also can help with pathway management. Some locations have specific spinal clinics, early inflammatory arthritis clinics, and or connective tissue disorder clinics. It can, however, work in the opposite direction as well. Imagine a patient attends with bilateral hand pain. We think this is rheumatoid arthritis. Not a terrible assumption. We run bloods and refer to an early inflammatory arthritis clinic. But the bloods come back equivocal, equivocal, CRP 20, ESR 20, rheumatoid factor negative, for example. This referral is quite possibly going to be rejected. If we are more accurate in questioning, we realise the person has a history of psoriasis, which we know is more likely to come back with rheumatoid factor negative. 
as refer a referral as suspected psoriatic arthritis fits the pattern then better and then may be less likely rejected. Obviously, this is with the benefit of hindsight. If we'd referred in with the, and the CRP and the ESR had been 50 and rheumatoid factor positive, then we w- it would have been far easier. So this is not a perfect situation. This is definitely a challenge. And one of the issues is there is no black and white answers. If you spend any time in a rheumatology department, this continues as an evolving picture or diagnosis over time. It is absolutely mad to think MSK therapists would be able to be accurate in these diagnoses when rheumatologists themselves often take quite a while. What can we therefore do to mitigate pathway issues, yet be drawn into being too specific where it is easy to miss a subtle yet important diagnostic detail? Understand. Understanding your own limitations and the local policies is a really good place to start. Where is your ability level with regards to understanding the relevant differences of rheumatology diagnoses and the interplay between comorbid conditions? This might vary between diagnoses as well. If you specialise in spines or feet, you might be a lot more confident with regards to some conditions compared to others, seeing them more often or understanding the other differential diagnosis patterns more deeply so you can recognise when something doesn't fit those. Where do you sit in the patient's pathway? All sorts of roles have different responsibilities. If you're working a predominantly rehab role, it might be that you need to recognise an inflammatory disorder and direct to another clinician. In an APP, ESP role, it may be that you are responsible for undertaking investigations, specifically referring and accessing the pathways. What are the local pathways? If your local rheumatology department only has a general referral pathway, there is far less need to be specific at referral. If there are a variety of pathways, which is much more likely, then accessing the most appropriate one for the individual is important. Getting them to the right clinician in the most timely manner and with the appropriate workups reduces delays to diagnosis and improves experience. But what if I get it wrong? We're all fallible humans and this is going to happen on occasion. I try to follow this process in rheumatology. 1. Are the presenting symptoms suspicious of inflammatory pathology? Two. Are there associated comorbidities making development of a systemic inflammatory pathology more likely? Three, is this more likely an emphysitic, synovitic or connective tissue problem? Four, can I be any more specific at this time? Is it predominantly axial symptoms, for example, and they might fit a a, um, spinal pathway? Five, which pathway or investigations would be the most appropriate given the answers to the above questions? And don't forget, you can always ask for help, advice or a second opinion from a colleague. Sometimes, and I've experienced this a lot, you can be convinced about a presentation and then by the time the person has been seen by someone else, the symptoms have changed, new ones have come to light or they have found out a family history they didn't know before and it changes their diagnostic outcome. There's nothing you can really do about this. It's difficult. Because once you have referred on, you often lose the communication loop. But if you do get a letter back which outlines a, inverted commas, misdiagnosis, that seems a bit too harsh of a word in this circumstance. We'll definitely get back some patients who look like they have a rheumatology disorder, but actually don't. Then go back over your reasoning process. See if there were any gaps, anything changed, or if it was just one of those complex cases where it looked like something and actually it was something else. I discussed with this case course that I was on the other day. Sometimes we have masqueraders that masquerade as a masquerader. Think about lupus, for example. Lupus can look can present with symptoms that look exactly like rheumatoid arthritis. Conclusion. 
There is a fine line to be trodden, and I hope I've provided a little bit of insight into how you might go about this with regards to accuracy. Clearly, as a selfish plug, I obviously think you should consume all of my materials and information to help. Although seriously, if you think there are gaps in your knowledge, I hope there is information on my website or in these podcasts to help you. If not, let me know and I'll endeavour to produce it. So thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Please do hit the subscribe button. Find me on social media. Um, Just type rheumatology physio into pretty much anything and I come very near the top of the list. Um, And I very much appreciate that. Do get in touch um, and hopefully I'll see you at some sort of face-to-face event soon as all the world seems to be opening back up a little bit. So I'm going to leave you out with 15 seconds or so of Funeral for a Friend and this song is Into Oblivion. (laughs) 